0: Yes, today we're joined by Glenn's Vodka Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for February, Stuart Kidd. Oh on, What a start. He voted for Ange.
1: Thought it ass. we did vote for Ange you, mate. I've got a jacket on, which is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I've not had this after about two years. This is what I beat him. If I was a manager, this is what I
2: would. This would be my clobber. See, see, this is a thing, Slaney, because I've got to be in my bonnet, with this type of thing, this is my working Gary. I think you either wear your club suit oh. or you wear your tracksuit. I'm not into all this Standing in the mirror On a Saturday oh, Making sure man, I look like the part that. And all the rest know, of it I know but you're focusing On that in the mirror Aren't you Because that's very well groomed I've, I've said it before I let like my kids have a wee Go at cutting my hair And all that As you can probably see So no I'm not that I like I'm that a, by the way I'm anybody. literally a two minutes In the morning Kind of guy Get myself spruced up and, and get off to my work Who, Genuinely not Who's better at cutting hair Your kids or Jimmy Scott Hey, Jimmy Scott was good right enough. I never let him do mine because you you don't know how, how that was going to end up, but I gave a few of the boys a couple of decent trims in the time but that he was I that he played, played
0: with him man. Aye. He was a he was a screw, I wanted you to put Ross County.
2: I I would say <laughs> I'd say you had Jimmy Scott, probably top of the three, and then Michael Gardine was probably just in that wee bracket below him, but together the two of them were were absolutely frightening. I never played with Jimmy, but if he's above midge then, he must be special. That's the best way I can describe it. Aye. I think he probably would have went that extra yard wow. too
1: You try a wee bit of the side, don't you? Have I? You, you try a wee
2: bit at the side. No, no, who, black, a black hoodie in <laughs> <and> tracky <laughs> it bottoms. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not. a fashion show, mate, is it? That's. It's, what is it they call it now? Being pep. Day. pep was the first guy to uh, date, yeah. and everybody thinks that they're going to kind of follow suit with their with their casual gear. No, it's just no matter. Where
0: do you stand right. on Puma
2: Kings with dog shit over the bottom? Of <laughs> PKs are only great at the best of times, but when they get when they get dog shit at the bottom, they it's a definite no, no. The
1: cruisers the cruisers are too big for me, so they flare out the calf and mix the tongues as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a shocking coach.
0: Right, wait, wait. You hear He's been rehearsing this first
1: question in the middle so, no, so, in January, you're the head of the youth. Is that.? Uh, what was that? What,
2: is that how you rehearsed No, the no, I just, no I'm just wanting to say that. That was your role, wasn't it? Lead development coach. Lead development coach. So responsible for the 18s, the reserves, try to connect that with the first team, but also try and work down towards the academy as well and just make sure, because you know, yourselves, you get that bit in the middle. And if you don't have a connection to the younger ones that are coming through, then the, the cycle breaks, doesn't it? So, that was the role that like came to do. And that's in January now. In February, you're the manager of the month.
1: How have you managed it?
2: To be honest, I, again, this is the serious part of it, I never at any point come in to try and be the manager of Motherwell. Right. Um, I genuinely didn't. And it's important that I think that people understand that yeah. as well because I, I'm, I'm big on the integrity factor. I'm big on the what was the job you came in to do. Um, and I've been dead clear on that. I, I never come to be the manager but you guys will know that if, if you get that opportunity and, and the situation uh, falls as it did here, um, I, think, I think probably in it as well was the fact that I had been a manager and I had been a manager in the Premier Premier League in Scotland um, then maybe people put two and two together and think you must be alluding to that going. I wasn't I genuinely wasn't um, again I'd been out the game for 20 months other than the wee bit with the media work um, and for me it was just really looking forward to getting back in with what kind of been my uh, my passion was developing players um, working with younger players and trying to see if we can progress them through
0: So see with your previous role how much of the first team did you get to see because I know you'd done the radio on Saturday so did you know? Did you not get to see the first team play on a Saturday?
2: Virtually Versa- no I did not na- virtually nothing one or two wee sessions here and there if we had some of the young boys involved um, out with that, there was an agreement with, with the football club that I was doing we can open all mics, maybe bits of sports scene and that type of thing so I, I wasn't working at the football club Saturday and Sunday um, and, and again the club were great with that they knew and it was important again I was transparent in that, I was saying that that's what I still wanted to do at the weekend but also try and get on the pitch during the weekend, it fell in with the kind of cycle of what happened with the, with the development kids, the 18s, the reserve guys so nah, that, that was fine but obviously as the situation changes and you Asked to take the team um, Then your mind Starts to go into To something else And you know That your working week Looks different And all the rest of it
0: Derek Ferguson loved him
2: He love loved you all there, I thought Again I spent a couple of, uh, A wee bit of time With at games And See all Dog's these <laughs> <in it. laughs> I'm not, you know I'm not going to say that. Uh, oh, see all these guys, I, I, I love that different side of it. Yeah. For management, coaching, you see a different angle, eh? You, you definitely well, see course, a different right? side of it, and especially what my guys like Derek, loads of boys, you know, eh, Alan Preston, Willie Miller, all these types of guys that have got an absolute wealthy experience, and you take bits from them. No doubt about it. You yeah. take bits from. It's even Hammy leaves. See, see at that point. Are you? Think, is there a wee thought you see they
1: might ask me now to be The sort of caretaker manager?
2: Uh, t- to be honest against I didn't really think about it Because right. that, that Saturday Was kind of tied up um, After Facky tied uh, up Didn't Like <laughs> <it? laughs> <laughs> you Didn't it, night? <laughs> Sorry no, that, that Saturday Everyone was A wee bit of a blur I suppose In that I didn't know what was happening in the situation of the club I was asked to take the, the team before the club made a statement and generally I was thinking about I knew there was a game coming in the Wednesday so um, aye, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a situation you never say no do you yeah. um, but I think I suppose the obvious choice at the time would have been myself maybe having experience and doing it before yeah. um, but we're also really limited with the full time football staff that we have at the football club even to now we're probably one or two short of, uh, yeah. of where we can be good getting Stevie Frail in and Neil Alexander goalie coach David Clarkson's been helping us but probably when you look at most of the clubs in the top flight were probably one or two members of staff short. so i think that maybe made it the, the easiest option for the club as well at the time but you see, see that when you
1: come in sort of as the caretaker, was there was a talk of you being the actual manager
2: no no, no. um the, the first that that came was after the hearts game so obviously played Dundee United the Wednesday, and then we got to the Sunday, we got a really good result in performance against Hearts, um, and at that point the chairman had, had spoken to me, and I, and I mean this again, I hadn't applied for the job, I hadn't even touched base about that I wanted to be the manager of Motherwell, I think that it was just really important that you focus on what you had to do, yeah. which was try and get as a result, yeah. and fortunately we'd done that, in the St Mung game, which I think gave us a bit of confidence moving forward, um, but the first conversation and I think some of the guys in the press actually picked up on it, was the chairman coming in, Pulling me in the tunnel and asking if we could get a conversation and that was the first time we had we had spoke wow. about what might happen moving forward. So you're just
0: going back, so you said you got the phone call on the Saturday night? Yeah. And your next game's on the Tuesday?
2: Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Can you
0: talk me through your preparation? Would do you go, go straight into the players WhatsApp group? Do you organise training for the Sunday? Do you watch games back Saturday night? How did you prepare for that Saturday night to that game on the Wednesday?
2: I'm a, I'm a planner, um, and I like the players to have a plan, and I like everybody, the staff, and you know, everybody around about the football club. To, I'm a wee bit. Um, I've got a wee bit of OCD that yeah. way that I like to make sure that everything's organised. I don't want it to be regimental so that it just becomes a wee bit monotonous but I also like it to be right, you know players alike, you've yeah, both yeah. done it. You want to know where you are and what you're doing and, um, to begin with, because I hadn't addressed the players, it was important for me to make sure all the staff had the plan in place for what the Monday, Tuesday was going to look like before we went into the game on the Wednesday. So I then look at it for a sense, as long as the staff have got that, as soon as the players come in on the Monday, bang, we're in, we, we, we can deliver that to the players. I probably wanted to speak to one or two individuals. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a believer in what you, some people call a power group, if you like, so can you go to four or five players in your dressing room and say listen, this is what's happening for the next three days, and that was literally what I said, this is what's happening for the next three days. Then you address the group, Um, and again, I'm not giving away any secrets, I believe in non-negotiables, I'll speak about non-negotiables, because you're managing a team just now, if you go in there and say it's going to be this way, and one or two or three or four start to think, well, do you know what, I think I'm going to be just going steer down this direction, then it can't happen. Yeah. It needs to be. If you're going to fall on your sword, it needs to be. It needs to be you and I. Looked at that for three games. That this is what it's going to have to be for three games. And as times went on, we have started stretching that. And obviously, when you're permanent manager, we're then saying like right, that. This is where it's going to go for a longer period of time. And I just sort of incremented that as as we went along. Could you tell us the non-negotiables Or Are they private? No, nah, but again, not not a lot. Of, not a lot of things that reinvent the wheel. I'm big on that. But the message has been simple. Um, I think that there's maybe five or six fundamentals that come into absolutely everything about how you come into the football club, how you behave in a dressing room, how you handle yourself with staff around about the club on the training pitch and how you play the game. I think one of the biggest ones that I'll I'll give you for me is reactions. I, I think as a player, um, however you react to bad news good news how you react to losing the ball your team regaining the ball whatever you know what I mean so you can actually look at so many different things your reaction always has to be positive mm. and and for me if you see that poor body language you see that feeling sorry for yourself um, thinking that, that that everything's just about you and no know, the football club so again I, I would give you that one I will say reactions mm-hmm. how do you react to every situation that comes in football because we all know that it's tough it's hard it's no, it's no easy um, but nor do I want to be a dictator because I think I've maybe got that wee bit in me Where I can sort of connect with people And you know how to have a conversation With one of the players in your dressing room Which is different for another So just all those little bits The, the personal touch think needs to be there But as I say I think the non-negotiables And the clear information has to be there the players however you want to play Did you have the same non-negotiables When you were at Ross County Or have they changed since your time at Ross County A lot of them the same A lot of them the same And again I was Used to look at it No try to reinvent the wheel Here again like I keep saying But day one pre-season Here's the non-negotiables lads this is, this is what it needs to be For us to be successful If we can hit these marks And do these things really well We stand a chance If you don't want to do it And I think I said that in the press um, After I think it was the first day That I'd done the press In the lead up to the St Mirren game If you don't want to do it Stick your hand up And let us know And we'll come to Some sort of compromise yes. Where you're not going to be here and I think that that's the best way to be, I think you maybe speak to most people in the game, I don't want to give you that one, I'm, I'm a really honest guy, but I'm a really honest guy, um, I'll not think one thing and say another thing you, I'll try and do it the best way possible because, you know what, see if you don't want to be here and you don't want to do it, just let us know and we can move on and and, and I think that that generally is the best way to, to move forward and I've kind of thought that people maybe respect that and you, some don't like it, but it's, it's maybe for the best um, in the long run.
1: Mm. You're right at it today Your questions Thanks, have been outstanding here. I'm going to top you With an even better question <laughs> See
2: looking at <coughs> watch, Looking at my little team
1: Before you come in Look at it little short of confidence Was that a worry for you Coming in that you need to I mean how am I going
2: to Pick these boys up Or, or how do you do it Was that a, a worry for you uh, Again You you, you kind of look at See the, the first thing I thought about Is how you, how, how am I going to Shape up a team To play against St Mirren but How's that going to look Um, One of the first things That I had in my head Was that I felt That we probably had to Get to two strikers um, now again th- We've been playing three-five-two And a couple of Different variations yeah. Sorry is that
0: Through watching video That you, you that you've came to That realisation Because nah, you I said was, You never
2: got to See much of the team No nah, I was probably Just looking at the players Because again You know what it's like we're, we're all obsessed By the game in this country You could tell me Something about all the players So I knew something About all the players That were in the group But I probably just Had the first thing In my head was That I needed to play A system that got To two strikers um, I wasn't set That that was a back three That could, might have been a four It might have been Whatever way I wanted To shape it um, But that was the first thing that I felt we had to get to because I felt that we had to be that goal threat and make sure that we had a platform to play for. Um, but the flip side as well, when you go the other way, is we need to stop conceding silly goals. So sometimes that's where you get to on that base. And I keep saying it as well, it's been three, five, two or variations of three, five, two. That's not necessarily my go-to, that's not necessarily what I would normally do. But I think sometimes the players lead you to, to the Set solution. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um and I think that probably maybe bit that going about a lot, especially for clubs like Motherwell, you speak about Ross County having been there. I don't think it's one size fits all. I don't think you can always just sit there and say, it's plan A only and that's how we're going to do it. And I know there's a lot of people in the game that that, that have a different opinion. I think that's alright When you're Celtic And teams like Rangers Maybe and you, you dominate You bring top players Another time Top players 70% yeah. of the ball You can really stick to it Can't yeah. you But if we're then Dealing with 45-50% Then those turnovers And those transitions Are different So I think we need to be able To react to moments in the game In different opposition So that's again How I, how, how I look at the game And that's probably Where I got to With that first team selection As well Talk about being on it
0: Wow well, on fire. Yeah, I keep going. <laughs> so, I would ask this as well. Do you set targets when you first came in here? Was a target of we need to stay up? And has that changed now that you've maybe put three result, good results together?
2: Yeah, I think that was the. the I keep going back to it. all I wanted to do was try and get a result with the players on that on that Wednesday against St Mirren you get that you're asked to take the team on the Sunday and then it's a case of right let's go and see if we can add because I think we'd only won one game at home all season to that point you won your second one on the Wednesday and you're saying right one comes quickly let's go and see if we can try and hit that marker again and when you do and you play against a good team like Hearts then that allows you to start to think a wee bit further ahead obviously my own situation helps that as well that you're now the manager um, but then I think that I, I, looking too far beyond that I think we only really need to look for Whatever is the next 10 11 games That we've got left in this season um, Not to be negative But I think that we need to try and get this bit right Before you can then really start I'm doing bits in the background just now With a lot of the staff that are here In terms of thinking about What do you want to look like moving forward And what players might help that You know that type of recruitment stuff So you're doing that quietly in the background But can I really take my focus off Of what needs to happen just now yeah. See when you left Ross County You had a couple of um you took a couple of years out of the game, but did you still stay in the game and sort of maybe go and watch sessions or? I yes, Lady, I I was I was at a game every single week, probably three, four sometimes, just taking in loads and loads of football. So uh, did you know what sorry, did you know want to, to get back in too early? Did you want to use that time to sort of learn and get better? Again, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make out that I'm something different for everybody else in football. I was offered a few jobs and I spoke to people about a few jobs, but again I'm a huge believer in making sure it's right. I, I always talk about you have seen them as well guys that just want to be in football for the sake of being in football to tell people and, and to act cool that you know I'm basically like a <laughs> Slaney, I aye <I> exactly in a nutshell there aye but you, you know what I mean there are people that just want to say that I'm, I'm doing a job in football um, I, I've been coaching for a long time I had to retire at 30 so I'd spent an awful lot of time and a lot of hours on the pitch managing coaching teams bringing development squads through you know I said it before one a development league with the kids at Ross County which was completely unheard of um, then you get the wee bit of success when you go into first team management so I've always kind of believed in what I've been doing and I've always thought that I can get to some form of success at the end of it. so a couple of jobs that maybe I was offered or opportunities that come up I didn't genuinely believe that it was going to be the right fit for success for maybe a, a period of time. Mm. So I, again, when I come here and we spoke about the, the development role, I was looking at the academy. I was looking at the kids that they that they some have here. There's been some great ones. There's been they? some excellent yeah. kids, and there's some good ones there as well. There's been some poor ones <laughs> along the way as well. You know, there's <laughs> been some bad ones, but you, you know, I I, I I believed in it, and I thought that there was a pathway obviously Stevie Hamill and Brian Kerr were manager and assistant at the time so that connection's there again into the academy where you feel they're going to give these kids an opportunity and one or two did get get an opportunity which is great Um, but that was, I, I thought the fact that kids could come from my group and there wasn't going to be a a kind of roadblock stopping them getting the first team, then you believe in it, don't you? You then start to say, right, this might be something that works. So that was where that decision came. And then obviously with the job, yeah, it took a couple of days as well to to agree something with the football club. It wasn't I didn't want to do the job, because I did right from the very start, but I think it was also important that I kind of sell my vision of what I think can come next as well. It's not just a case of take it because it's there and, and, and find out what happens after it. I think you need to really believe in what you're doing and how you're going to get there. See, in terms of that, when you first took your job, uh, your first job, sorry, at 33, how
0: important do you think that was that you'd coached previously to that? Because that experience isn't
2: a 33-year-old's experience in terms of the many years you've had on the pitch. Yeah, I know. I think it's a, a good question. You're in flames of the day, side. Right, you I, yeah. Hey. I, I, I think that that time on the pitch is, is the most important thing. I, we always used to talk about it, myself and one of my best mates, is, is Stevie Ferguson, who was a co-manager with we mayor put Port Ross County, he used to speak about it being room 101, so when you put a session out and you've probably done this And you put a session out and it's an absolute car crash And it doesn't work and balls are flying everywhere And all the rest of it You need to go through those, those periods, those periods and learn And he used to say it's room one one, lads You'll never see that passing yeah. drill again But I think when the players see how humble you are And that you're trying to do it for the right reason They kind of forgive you eh? Because they actually know you're a good coach And they know that you can get good information across It's just something that maybe didn't work So I think that period of three years And spending so much time on the pitch I, I think it's pivotal for anybody To yeah. try and be a good coach I really do And I don't think you're there on day one Manager as well Or just coach? I, I think a wee bit of both yeah. I think a wee bit of both I think you can be a good coach And you, some people can get there Very very quickly But I think in terms of Trying to learn how to be a manager And try to build that, that, that idea up I think it takes time eh? I think it takes For me, I think that that process. You're saying you're out the game for two years. When you think it, for the age of 30 to whatever I was, 37. When maybe I was sacked at Ross County, it was seven years where I never had a day's break from being a coach or being a manager. From I retired at 30. Two weeks later, I was I was a coach with a development squad, and then you go through seven years and never having a break at any point, being involved with development, being involved with academies, being involved with first team. Been a co-manager been a manager in your own right so it's seven years where basically it never stopped yeah. and I'm not saying I needed a, a rest and a lie down but I had to then probably reset a wee bit in my own head and give myself a little bit of time because there wouldn't have been many people if any at my age at the time that had had that much experience and that much time on the pitch working with players and working in that environment you're brilliant
1: you really are Are I mean it was a good question you asked her but you jump ahead I wasn't ready to finish seeing would be break you had out a couple of years was there any managers that you spoke to gave you advice or
2: really helped you loads uh, aye loads I go I've spoken to a lot I've spoken to a lot of guys um, you know conversation with Plenty of Premier League managers, some guys that you still speak to that are still managing the Premier League now, several of them I've taken loads from because again I think I'm pretty humble, I'm not a guy that says I I don't like your stat, you you always get nuggets for everybody. One of the best ones I had and I've I've said it before and probably worth saying it again, the night I was sacked for Ross County um, Celtic were due to play against Hearts the next day in the cup final, remember during Covid and it was the rearranged final. And I think it was about quarter to 11, 11 o'clock at night. And I have said that, I've told this story a few times. Stop saying that, just <laughs> pretend it's the first time you're telling it to <laughs> us. Uh, it's uh, to... But it was Neil Lennon had phoned us, and I think I must have had a good 40, 45 minutes on the phone with him. He's preparing for a cup final the next day. And I was, blo- not, not just because it was Neil Lennon and he's had an unbelievable career in the game in this country, um, it, it was the, the wee nuggets and the bits of information and, you know, just almost... You've done. By the way, you've done a brilliant job, and mm. you should be proud of what you've done. I think we'd beat them two weeks, two weeks before, and he's almost saying, "Look at your budget in comparison to mine," and you've managed to, you managed to beat us in a cup game Incredible. at Parkhead the two weeks before. But I thought it was just a, a, a touchy, absolute class, personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to step in and, and have that conversation because we would all be going, "I've got a Scottish Cup final to play them or you know, "I've got a cup yeah, final yeah, to course. play." I'm not really them, but this guy, I need to focus on that. And I think it's a mark of the man, but I also think it's that... That's incredible. Y- you, take, you, you do, you take the bits with you. But there's been plenty of other bits as well with we, we, we loads of other managers. Um, I, I think we're actually pretty fortunate just now in the Premiership in Scotland that there's a lot of different types of managers in there. you know, there's, there's guys that have got completely different ideas in the game, different personalities. And if you're saying you can't take anything from a lot of these guys, then again, I think you're kidding yourself on, because you definitely can. You definitely can. Ah, no, uh, see, in between your time off, did you work? I did die. Um, I'd, I'd obviously done a bit with with the media. I'd done uh, little bits in there. Um, do you know what any proper grafting into? Guy, yeah, I did die. My my my, my dad, my old man, still a joiner. Um, I, and I seen you at Paisley. with the hard hat on? That'd be right, no. I don't think that was. No, me. That wasn't no. you. No, it must right be somebody else. Might, it might, might, might have been Slaney. I was. I've uh, that. not idea what it's like. You just like to walk about with a bit. <laughs> no, <hat> that was <laughs> just my. That was just <laughs> my gear. Like, <laughs> That was just my gear. Right? That was just. That's just what I walk, but. Yeah, my, dad's, my, my dad's a joiner, and, you know, you're about the house. I've got four kids and you, you don't always want to sit about the house when you've got four kids. And um, my man had said, you know, come out and why, why don't you come out?
3: You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Give us a bit of hand for, um, for, for short spells, we periods that I was going out and doing that but again I think that that's probably my makeup. I, mm. I'm not a guy for sitting in the house and I felt that I could go and help my dad and go and um, sort of dig in and, and help he's in, he's in his mid 60s and he's still doing that job it's tough and it's hard yeah. um, but I felt for me that that was probably a a wee bit of reset and I'm quite prepared I always think my work ethics probably my biggest strength um, and I was prepared to go out and do a wee bit of graph with him and help him out so I had done that Is uh, it the fair? That kind of line of work? You'll probably tell that I'm horrendous my missy still puts up shelves and all that in the house she still does all the DIY and all that in the house but um, that was just more important one to help him but two for me to get out the house and make sure Because it's a hard time by the way as well I need to, I need to say that See that You need to like, bring money in don't you uh, It wasn't even after Alright you was, loaded it, in sorry It, it, it wasn't was so much <laughs> It wasn't so much for that <laughs> angle it, it was literally to go out and, and, and make sure I could help him But also to make sure that I was um, I was busy yeah. Because You keep speaking about the mind Being the devil's playground Which it is when you're When you're no working And you're not out doing things During the week So that was, that was a big part of it
1: You're obsessed with the co-manager Aye so I, 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 We were Even at, I mean, when, it, when it was A few years ago We were really How does that
2: How does that work That's must really be difficult must, That's what we were Always thinking I think there's A wee co-manager thing In the office you two on it that, That's why we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, People would never Understand it And I'll say this again At Ross County At the time It worked It fit you know, I, I shared the office with, with Stevie Ferguson for a couple of years before there was a friendship but there was a definite understanding that our ideas and our vision in the game was very very similar we didn't have an assistant so there was no assistant manager at the football club but it was co-manager and that was it we were both really comfortable at taking sessions he's a brilliant coach absolutely tremendous coach um, he was actually coached me when I played um, but we could both deliver in the park, we could both do video analysis, we could both hold a team meeting, we could both do a team talk, we could do a half-time bit. So I actually felt that it was kind of the yin to the yang. We sort of dovetailed really well where he knew when to speak and maybe be the angry guy and I could maybe come in and pat people in the back and pick folk up. And I think it's really important that you're both not wanting to be the same person and the same thing at the same time because see if you do, it doesn't work because the message and and the ideas just clash all the time. So we felt it worked really, really well. Roy McGregor, the chairman, eventually wanted Stevie to go and become the chief executive, which he still is just now. I've had loads of people saying, how does it work? How can that possibly be the case? But I think usually maybe no one or two of the boys in the dressing room, I think the majority of the boys would probably tell you that it, it did yeah. and it dovetailed, but we probably both had the skill set where we could be the manager full on at one point, but you could also dip down and yeah, be the support yeah. as well on the, the other hand. But so say for example,
1: when he's thought like, we want to go for it today, the, the other one said, no, no, we need to sit. Yeah, how come to a conclusion so, to get that? So we
2: used to have a we used to have a wee thing where we spoke about sleeping on it all the time. So see if it's your team selection, we would always uh, name a team on a Friday. So on a Thursday, you're saying if you play one player, and I'm saying you play the other player. By the time you come in, normally on the phone to ridiculous times at night anyway. But you would have to make that firm case to say that you think that that's the right call for the specific reason. And we literally would we would, we would challenge each other as well. We'd yeah. fall out on it as well and say you know you prefer another player. And that's kind of where it went and see when you were really strong in that mindset to say, I think it's this guy to do this role. Generally, the other one, if they were maybe, you know, quite as sure, you'd go, right, it's almost, I'll give you that one, that's that challenge and I'll give you that one. But I had a couple of good examples in, in games as well. You, you speak about who do we bring off and how do we change the shape. Need had mm-hmm. a couple that was, uh, we both had one, I seem to remember mine was a boy, uh, was Ian Vigers? Um I would, I, I think he wanted to take him off in a game and I'm saying, I genuinely believe he's going to do something. And he went, right, fine, if, you, if that's your gut feeling, that's how you think it's going to go. He scots one in the top corner and got as a result in the game after it and then the flip side was I think I wanted to take off Ross Stewart who's now doing at Sunderland yeah. I wanted to take him off in a game I thought he was not maybe doing so well he's doing brilliant now but in this one particular game he's went nah I genuinely think he's going to get us something out the game and he did and he scored and you don't always get it right uh, but yeah. where it, you understand where I'm coming it yeah, didn't take minutes to do it it literally was a second I've got a gut feeling that's where I want to go so that was kind of those scenarios
0: I was made talking about so you said you're a, you're a big planner so would you plan little things like who spoke first on, nah,
2: on that, nah. that would just what came Gen- Generally not I would normally lead on I would normally lead on Like say the video analysis stuff And right. things like that That was probably My bag at times um, I think like Speaking first we would always speak first And that was something That we never spoke about It was just That was the way it fell I would do the video analysis Maybe in the dressing room He would be the one That spoke first right. I would normally speak second um, And that was just How we, we fell into it That was yep. just how We decided it was going to go But it was I can genuinely say There was never an awkward moment Where I'm going I wish he would shut up, and I don't think there was one with him either, because you just felt that times one of us wouldn't speak because the other one had said everything. You're not going to say it three times, are do you? you just yeah. say it the one time and get the message uh, delivered in the right way? Then you you get solo
1: control. Did you did you enjoy that better?
2: Uh, it's hard, Slaney, because it, it was a tough period. It was oh. it was during COVID. We were uh, trying to get boys back for COVID. Um, Boys want to play for a win bonus, then at Ross County and all that sort of stuff. And and is understand? that a big part of their wage? I think that that becomes a big, a, a big motivation in yeah, modern football. There was no, there was no win bonus. We were having to make people redundant at the football club. There was a lot of changes there. Yeah? There was a lot of cuts thrown about. To answer your question, I loved it and I loved being sole manager. I, I, I really enjoyed it and I loved the co-manager side of it. But I think that the, the first period of being sole manager was through a really, really difficult period. I eh? know and, uh, and we're getting into, back into COVID, but we want to get away from all that side of things. But that was really challenging. You were making folk redundant that you were close to, you were tight with. Players only playing for a win bonus. Um, all the restrictions and everything that we all faced at the time. And it was a really, really difficult sort of six months. Was the big difference, though from the co- to you being solo? Uh, no, nah, I think in, in, Probably in, in terms of How we played And the delivery of sessions And all that It was very similar, similar yeah. It was very similar Aye um, Who did you
0: bring in To help with your assistant So
2: Richie Britton Was my oh, assistant Britton. And uh, Don Kiwi, Who's now Ross County assistant yeah, yeah, Had right. come in as first team coach um, so that was that was the team that was that was what we had. But these guys were already in the building so they understood so that transition was alright. Yeah. Um, but I I think probably more in the circumstances rather than actually how you wanted to play your sessions and all that type of thing.
0: What about in terms of players that you managed up there? Who did you enjoy working
2: with? Say, Stewart, you must be delighted uh, yeah. to see how far he's gone. Listen, that's 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 the obvious one, isn't it? It's yeah. the easiest one when you see how his careers went and um, I think I read quotes that he was being quoted been worth 6-7 million Whatever and teams that were prepared to pay a lot of money for him But see when he came up it, it, Where did you
0: sign him from, sorry?
2: St Mirren St Mirren, that's right He was on loan i Urban Nova, I think, if it, memory serves me right I think it was about 20 grand we'd paid for him And then obviously you sell him And have probably Ross County have got sell-ons And all that sort of stuff now as well So it's a brilliant piece of business When you look at it like that But he was easy Came up, found his own flat Pff, Easiest guy in the world to deal with Trained well Handled his sale well Lived his life right And then you could just gradually see him week upon week just becoming a better player constantly. He worked with good guys up there as well, some good players that helped him out, some good strikers and all that that helped his game as well. Um... Uh, my agent, the person that looks after me, is actually Ross's agent as well, um, so I'm always trying to find out about him. And uh, I think he's just a, a lad that's always going to uh, grow and develop into the environment. He's went to Sunderland, and you can see he's went that next step up again. So delighted for him. But there was there was so many boys like Jamie Lindsay going down to Rotherham. Right. Um, yeah. Young Josh Reed went down to Coventry. You know there was loads of good players, and and I'm proud of that. But as well that there was player development and players soul because I think that's part of Scottish football as well okay. isn't it did you have Gardine did you manage Gardine yeah I did yes I so he was my How teammate, was and I had a couple of years with him yeah, listen midges midges did I, you ever need to tell me Camden uh, we had a couple of fallouts aye aye we had a couple of fallouts aye which is probably I feel it like with we more than anybody else but do, do you know what I'll say one thing I'll say is what I think can be a hard situation is when you've been a teammate and you've been as close to boys as you have been. Aye. It can then become really difficult and, and challenging to be their manager. Now, him and Ian Vigers were my mates and, and, and my teammates through some really good times, and you know you've been to war together, and they were good and they were respectful and they tried to do everything the right way, even when it wasn't the right way. because yeah. we know the character and a brilliant lad. Um, but it, it is hard. It is hard. It's really, really difficult sometimes. And I don't know if boys think that you're giving them favouritism and Mm -hmm. you're trying to speak to them in a different way I never did I never tried to do it that way but you boys know again when you share a dressing room with somebody you've kind of got that bond it's a different situation for like say I speak about it here, I, I don't have a relationship when, or I hadn't any relationship with the players So it's quite easy to come in in that blank canvas yeah. Where it can be a wee bit more difficult, I think, uh, if you've actually played with somebody And you've shared the dressing room either. So you never a job you didn't your show as a manager? Hey, no, definitely not mine, but aye, there's, there's been a couple <laughs> of occasions that I've seen, aye, that's for sure no, Actually,
1: by the way, I found out at the start of the season I became, When I came in to help, Sayout, I found that I was be becoming really pally with the players But the problem is is then when you then want to tell them something maybe about the game or but they can improve on. That's where I really, really struggled. Really
2: struggled. Uh, Slaney, I, I think I, I think that's exactly it. You become too friendly and then at some point you need to be the guy that's telling him he's not going to play or that he's not done something right and all the rest of it. I think you can have a relationship, but I still think there has that's to be, be a boundary. There has to be a boundary. Because you
1: state some of the boys' sisters, didn't you? I imagine she's an <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you look back at your time at Ross
2: County? And what, what did you learn from that? As a whole, as a Aye. player, or just as a manager, as a manager, just as a manager, I loved it. I loved it. I think um, my first full season of management um, as, as co-manager, we won two trophies: Challenge Cup and, and the Championship title, oh, yeah. which was brilliant. Second year, you keep Ross County in the in the Premier League, um, which was hard again. It was difficult. That was in the lead up to COVID and all that. But I think that that was a that was a major kind of milestone, being able to take them straight back up, but also keep them there. And then, like I said, that third season become a wee bit harder, maybe with the circumstances and things that were happening. But I want to change it for the world. I want to change mm-hmm. it for the world. I'm glad I'd done it at the time that I'd done it. Um, in terms of my family and where we stayed at the time and all that, it was, it's a brilliant place to live. It's a, it's a way of life to, to be a coach, a manager or a player. I think it's a brilliant place to do that. Um, and But I also feel that this last kind of 20 months uh, between me getting back into the game I also think you take bits and you learn aspects that that you would maybe tweak and change and do it different. Mm. As can you well. ask what, Can we ask what they are? Uh, again, I think probably not being uh, trying to be a, a little bit more flexible in your approach and and how you want to and how you want to manage. And, and I mean that again side by not just getting fixed to it, it must be like this because again when you're outside that top bracket of club. I think we keep using the word hybrid and, and being able to adjust and play in a different way, then that's maybe one of the things that I've I've learned mm. to swallow your pride a wee bit and come up with the best solution for the game rather than this is how I need yeah, to play yeah, yeah. all the time. And I think that that comes through time as well Because mm. I, I think when I first started coaching I was all about building the play for the back I was all about have, you have to play through the thirds um, Open the expansive of football and then you change Sometimes you change It's not to say that you won't do that yeah. It's just that sometimes to be in the job You need to get the right result That allows you to sort of add the layers on and get
0: there mm, right. And you also said about giving other people more responsibility In terms of your coaches
2: Yep no, again, I was—I I probably am and a, a little bit of a control freak and the guy that wants to do everything and there's not enough time to do everything. You, you definitely have to delegate and I think that I took so much responsibility up north so you're, you're asking maybe bits that have changed for me. There was no head of recruitment. I'd done, with Stevie Ferguson, we'd done all the recruitment, speaking to the agents, signing all the players, um, relocating them, all that type of stuff, dealing with the contracts, all these aspects. It's a big, big job as well as coaching and picking a team. Yeah. But then I think when you come to like say Motherwell, a lot of these jobs and a lot of these tasks are are taken care of, so it allows you a wee bit more focus on what matters.
0: Right, as a player, uh, I don't think you know this, but he was a dirty bastard.
2: You told me that earlier, <laughs> right? Dirty and way.
0: bastard. <laughs> but fuck with you, wouldn't you? What <laughs> 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 was that? Your role on the team was it very much get it
2: and give it? Aye, that was I, I was I was a destroyer. Yeah. I was a destroyer. Yeah, on the yeah, team. Yeah. I was the guy that would fight with Main Shadow and fight with but every team had it then yeah. it? every team had a player that done that job in the team um, I was probably I was probably as fit as anybody on a park I would be able to run box to box but I was a decoy runner you know that one don't uh, give me a was just going to take somebody <laughs> out the way but no that was my that was my, my role in the team and I think
0: would for, you play just if you were a
2: manager would you play yourself in this Miller team? I think every team still needs a player like it, but I think they're totally different now. So I, I can't remember how many red cards I got in my career 13, 14 red cards yeah. or something like that in my career. Uh, something ridiculous like that. I don't think the game is that anymore, but I still think you can do it in a similar type of way where you need guys that can get the Part ball of the back. Game, it, yeah. it, they do, Part know?
1: of the game, of course it is. So a player. What manager had the biggest influence on you?
2: Yeah, Billy Stark. Spoke to him earlier on. Unbelievable coach, unbelievable coach. Scotland, how good! Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Just the way the way used to think about the game and the sessions and everything about it I just thought he, I thought the guy was first class I thought mm. he was brilliant and I still do to this day
0: Yeah he was uh, Tommy Burns stuff they were yeah, the same way that, free, they never did that free-flowing football wingers
2: in full-backs high when we were kids Yeah, uh-huh. I remember uh-huh. growing up through that spell with that Celtic team Tommy Burns Billy Stark the the football they played at the time was, was phenomenal yeah. uh, John
0: Bomber-Brown your manager at Clyde made Major Captain what was he like?
2: Brilliant again great uh, character. I, I, thought he was a, I thought he was a great character you knew where he stood with him um, did you ever was, get a dressing down for? It was tough. I had one or two you liked me, to be fair. Um I do remember Willie McLaren. I don't know if you uh, remember Willie Willi, Willi Willi McLaren, McLaren huh? player he was. Yeah, good I don't know if you remember it, but what I remember Willie McLaren literally getting pinned up on the hook in the in the dressing room. Now people say, Oh, he picked him up. No, he, he picked Put him up th- and he <laughs> and he hooked him on. Will he's <laughs> Willie's leg dangling but I but John Brown was was good. I like him and still see him out of games and all that now. He's still doing a bit of scouting he you played him on the road, didn't you, John Brown? No. No, no. Dundee, no, no. Was <laughs> Dundee. I know to
0: Dundee, that's a bad one. Oh, sorry yeah, about that.
1: Well, sorry about that. It's really bad.
2: <laughs> what was it like working under Derek Adams? we a lot of success, Slaney, Brilliant period. Again, Scottish Cup final, uh, won the championship, kinda of a canter at the time, 40 games unbeaten, fifth place finish with Ross County in the in the Premier League in our first year. The, the, the success was, was was phenomenal. It genuinely was. And I, say, I spoke about this recently as well, that everybody was on the same money. So you know some of the boys that played in that team Paul Lawson, and Michael Garday uh, all these people everybody earned the same money for a couple of years that I was there and then we started getting foreign boys and, that, and we all knew that we earned the same money was, was that good or bad time uh wasn't we weren't earning a lot of money but see in terms of how you felt in the dressing room if see if somebody's no pulling their weight well he's no on £1,000, £2,000 more than you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. everybody was equal in the dressing room and I thought that was a wee bit of masterstroke. You never get away with it now. It'll never happen now but yeah. that was that was the situation. That was the case. See, when you're up there, how important is team spirit? Obviously, there's so many boys living at from your Home. Frightening, frightening. I've been involved in two unbelievable dressing rooms. One was Queen's Park which was... Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. We had a lot of success there with, with that group and then I didn't think you could top it and then I went up to Ross County. But I think it's because you, you live together. Yeah. You know, you're almost like a family because your your family live hundreds of miles away.
0: So how many is it in that clubhouse?
2: Up the road? Yeah, Ross County. Is there, is there, 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 am I right in saying there was a clubhouse At fo- five or six would stay There was aye And I moved in with my family In the house opposite I'll tell you That was oh entertainment aye. It was like the revolving doors so It was it was boys just coming And going out of there No constantly. I was thinking about birds Coming and well, going aye, back. That as well <laughs> aye, that, was, that was a part of it oh, So you lived
0: across the cross road Actually
2: the house opposite That's where I stayed originally When I went up with my family and every so often, I think my missus would be looking at the window, go, "What's going on there?" And I'm like, "Just come away for that window, close the blinds." <laughs> there was a few good boys that stayed in it as well, and uh, I think we mids we keep speaking about. It. I think he stayed in there for a short spell, and Vigers and all these boys. But I, it was Vigers is, it could be a bit wild as well, can oh. it? That was my tag team partner in, in training. There was a fight every day in training and that was Was there a oh, again, I'm without a word alive, you're asking about Derek Adams and that, that team. There was a fight every day in training. Normally Viggs was involved in it. A lot of days I'd probably be in there somewhere as well. But there was nobody took offence to it. Yeah. See when it finished you went up. The, you went up for lunch and probably sat beside the guy and then just carried on with the rest of your day. See, now we take loads of offence by if somebody calls you or nah. um, there's a bit of a scuffle or something like that, and people think about it for weeks. But I can honestly say the majority of days there was maybe no maybe no punches thrown every day, but I've, I've seen Apparently. some good ones up there. But the sp- it, what's the best you've seen? Best fight you've seen, Claude? I've been involved in a couple myself. I think one of the best ones one of the funniest ones I've ever seen was Ian Vigar's and uh, big uh, Stevie Watt. I don't know if you remember uh, big, big Stevie center half. big center back. was it Chelsea and all that. Big Stevie Watt. I tell you, that's a mismatch, there. No? Well, you'd think, eh, but the two of them have come together and it uh, brilliant. They've they've killed over, they've collapsed on the ground. And at that I was always The few years, always tried to pull them apart and I can't remember what way about it was. I think it might have been Viges on top of big Wattie. And he's in top of him, and we're pulling him off. But he's got him by the balls, eh? So as he's trying to, <laughs> as he's trying to <laughs> pull him off, he's uh, and he's screaming and all the rest of it. That that was co- comedy value. But they actually, they were they were good pals. But really? it was just that something happened in the in, in in the session. The two of them started going at it. So it was brilliant. It was good. Cause did gar- did you ever get the guardine scissor tackle? Nah, he wasn't brave enough to do did that. You? Know. But no. he, he he's, he,
0: giant, he's funny in that mate. He's a nasty it's, bastard. What's the the what,
2: you know that? It's, it's catchphrase to me. Every single day in training was, it's no rugby mate, we're playing, it's football. That was his catchphrase <laughs> yeah. all the time, because you couldn't get the ball from so him. Uh, uh, was there no story he smashed
0: Scott Leach midge, when Scott Leach was the manager and he joined I, in? I wasn't there, but I heard that I uh, I think he spent the rest summer? of the
2: session chasing them round about run Dingwall, trying to get all <laughs> a hold of him, as a manager, do you like characters in your dressing room? Love it, Slaney, I I think you need it. I think Everybody says now that we need characters in dressing rooms and then see when you get them. Well, I think we're, we're then scared enough. Yeah. I think you need it by it professionalism and all the rest of it be switched on when the game comes but one of my favourite aspects is that you're, you're a personality in the dressing you need it uh-huh. you need it that's where well, see well. when times are hard what do you what do you do, do you we sit it? there like it's a morgue or do I, we actually I, I, go and try and enjoy ourselves there has to be an element of that too yeah definitely uh, last question what are your hopes for the season and beyond for Motherwell it's just important that uh, the politically correct answer is that we stay in the league but when we look at where we were three, three weeks ago everybody had his, his cannon fodder and we were going down so I think first and foremost we need to make sure we're in the Premiership and then there you look at the club the players, the people I definitely think that there's something there to build on hopefully we can keep a run going that we're on just now and then if we do that who knows we can start to, start to move up and press up this, this league but it's been good so far hopefully we can continue Sure, Kettler No, no, no last ever meal
1: Start our main dessert. Oh good.
0: Start our main dessert. I like
1: to you see You this'll be This is interesting. This
0: will be
2: grim. No, I'm a I'm a foodie eh. Oh yeah. Right, a foodie on, I'll, it. I'll go scallops to, to start. That's mine. There you go. Yeah. You two can sit at go the same scallops. Table. And then you know what I think I would I think I would go with a, a, a fillet steak or some description right. thereafter. Which sauce here, that peppercorn? Aye, aye. aye, and aye. Any sides? Eh. I know they I thought, we wee my potato or something like that on the side understand broccoli yeah. Aye aye Up aye, aye. Have
0: that Caramelised carrots Aye
2: nah, you're taking that too far <laughs> <mate. laughs>
0: I'd have garlic lobster on the side of that as well
2: Would you? Hmm? We softened surfing turf Yeah we softened surfing mm, turf Good, good I uh, guess you used to go for dinner Dessert? Nah I'm no, I'm no sweet person What oh, about nah, a cheese would, board or something? Nah Nah I would eat my weight in the starter in the main course and Then I'd probably leave it at the back And then yeah. your
1: last drink to wash it all down with?
2: Say Glen's vodka. Glen's vodka, Glen's obviously, Glen. aye.
1: But see, but they've just said you can play one last ever song as well. When you're sitting there having your last meal, which of your choice?
2: <laughs> ah, that'd be something. The Bruce Springsteen. Slyny. Oh, like the boss. Bit, a for a wee bit, of the amazing. boss. Amazing.
0: well, what a match. Sure, Thanks very really much. Like, Cheers. Thanks. For a Thanks, mate. Top man.